0: Good morning, Flagler County. This is Daniel Anderson, your host of Lifeline, the radio show connecting you to positivity right here in our community. And today I have like a super awesome guest. I've known her for, what, more than a decade probably. And um, she's always uh, my favorite person in the Supervisor of Elections office, Ms. Katie Linhardt. Thanks for being here.
1: It's my pleasure. It's great to be here with you.
0: I'm excited. I'm, and um, I knew her back when I was a news reporter and... and um, I'd come in and ask these questions, and I just became the radio chick. So
1: that's true. Yep, <laughs> super. And fun. here we are. It came full circle. I, I know, right? It did. You know,
0: yeah. and, and you do such a great job as our supervisor. I'm really excited that you know you bring the integrity and, and um, accountability to the office. That that's really important for a lot of our voters.
1: It is, and I think that's what people actually want from their elected officials. So that, that's kind of weird,
0: right? It is. It's a theme. <laughs> <laughs> so for people who haven't met you, and, and I can't believe they haven't because you're you're pretty much everywhere. Um, tell them a little bit about how you got into the supervisor's office and started your career on this path.
1: Okay. That's a kind of a long story, but I'll give you the short version. Um, I'm originally from Ormond Beach, Florida, and I saw an ad in the paper that they were looking for someone to do the website at the elections office here in Bunnell. So I had to look up where Bunnell was. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, really. Like, I didn't know exactly where the office was so to come in for the interview. Um, so I came in and um, was hired for the position. I was always interested in local government. So when I was looking for a change of career, I'd uh, previously done website design, graphic design, web development, advertising, and all of that. And it um, it was during the time of the uh, economic crash the recession, or the, the recession. Right. So uh, that industry was not doing well. Um, so I was looking for a change, you know. Something new. Um, and I was, I was hired in the office. That was in 2009. And um, it was an interesting ride since then. Uh, the previous supervisor resigned her position uh, two weeks prior to early voting for two statewide elections. And I was um, four months pregnant at the time. So uh, the Whoa. secretary of state called <laughs> and he said, uh, well, is there anything that would prevent you from being able to do the job? And I said, uh, well, my baby's due in May. So we should be fine. The election was in April. (laughs) That's awesome. So I don't recommend that as a a life decisions or life choice because, you know, it's not easy to um, run the election. Well, first of all, the the elections office, as it was at the time, was um, it was a bit of chaos going on. There's a lot of negative news. Um, I won't go into all that story. You can look it up for your if you're curious people, you can look it up. I know we have a lot of new residents that may not be familiar, but those of you who've been around a while, they remember that. And it was, uh, it was difficult working in the office at that time. Um, there was a lot of negativity, a lot of broken relationships with other local agencies, with the county commission, with everybody, basically. Um, so I had to restore all that. And uh, it's been an up- it's a little bit of an uphill battle in some aspects, but really it's been a great experience to have that restorative effect for the public. Because now the public really, I think, appreciates having good elections and having them run with integrity, like you said. And that's my number one goal is to well, it, at the time when I ran for office in 2016 was, you know, restoring integrity to the office. But now really it's, you know, <laughs> maintaining that because there's just so much going on. The political climate, it just seems like it's getting more and more divided. So, I mean, did you have to do any
0: specialized training once you got into the office to, to really get a grip on what, how to, to do these
1: things right? Well, yeah. There, at the time when I was when I first started in the office, they didn't really do training. Our county was an island. Okay, (laughs) We were floating along in the middle of the ocean. We didn't talk to other counties. We didn't have a good working relationship with the Department of State and the Division of Elections. And all the resources that were available just weren't being used. So whenever I was appointed to office, um, after that resignation took place, that's when I was appointed. And then subsequently ran for office. Um, And training is now my favorite. I love to make sure that all of my staff has every opportunity for training. There are um, resources out there. There's classes you can... You can take and uh, things like that. So we all participate in in all of that now. The elections professional courses.
0: I mean, and could be, you really have one of the most important jobs in our entire nation. You know, people don't think about that, but I mean, really, you're you're protecting our our country. Uh, you know, and even from the smallest local level, just because you know you're making sure that it's done
1: right and making sure that people have access to the polling places, um, access to information, dates and deadlines. I mean, there's so much involved in it, honestly. Um, and really, when I, was, when I started in the office, I didn't realize at all what the elections office did. I thought, you know, going in there, making a website, and that'd be fun, you know, working in their marketing department, quote unquote. There is no department. <laughs> I walked in and I figured out that I'd be doing everything, you know. So I, that's kind of what I do anyway is, you know, I, when I am working in a, any type of office environment, I just figure out everything that's going on and then how to do it better. And then, you know, it doesn't take long that I'm always ending up in this leadership role.
0: And you're always accessible. That's what I think is so important is that you're accessible to the public. You know, yeah. you don't hide behind a desk or a, a door. You right. know, if somebody wants to talk to you, you're like, I'm here. How can I help you? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, public service is just that. you got to love people. You know, it's all about serving the public. And um, that's, it's. you know, and you talked about uh, having the most important Job, I think I I would go toe to toe with Rick Staley saying who has the most important job in the county, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, and I would too. But you know, um, yeah, every single elected official in this county, um, people need to make those choices, and they have to have the information available. And it's uh, and this political climate, like I mentioned before, is very divided. There's a lot of people with a lot of opinions. Okay, and some of them are very negative, um, and that's very heavy to carry. I'm I'll, sure it I'll is. say that. Um, it's it's sometimes it's very heavy, um, in this position to carry. To carry some of that. But, um, you know, I just try to stay positive. And people will notice that. They're like, what's wrong with you? You conduct elections. Shouldn't you be depressed and angry? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. That's just not my style. You know, I, I, I'm not doing that. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into
0: some of the heavy stuff. So, okay, okay in our community, it's kind of confusing because we have. Like the Palm Coast elections, we have the county elections, and then there's this other set of elections that's like Flagler Beach, Beverly yes. Beach, Bonell. So how did that kind of come about that they're they're staggered like that? Do you well? Know?
1: Yeah, actually, um, each city has the freedom to set their election schedule. So you'll find throughout the state, like even this past November, last month, people thought we had elections because other counties did, some municipalities did, right? And So people are calling us when. Well, why didn't I get my ballot? Why aren't people actually called at seven a.m. On election – that election, quote-unquote, election day that wasn't in our county. The polling – you know, my polling place isn't open. It's like, I hope not because we don't have elections. (laughs) Well, like Virginia, yeah, they just had their
0: gubernatorial election – or their their mid-thing election, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So each each city can set their own schedule. Um, Palm Coast decided because of cost and the low turnout that they had had for several election cycles, they said, you know, they agreed to jump on to our uh, statewide schedule. So now – they had to extend a term for um, a position there, elected position there, in order to accommodate the schedule. But they did that, and they jumped on in 20, 2014 was their first countywide um, scheduled election. So they're on with the, general, the regular general election, and they also have a primary because they're extra special. Oh. Not, not all cities have a primary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are very special in Palm Coast. Oh, yes,
1: very special. <laughs> so um, Flagler Beach and Bunnell and Beverly Beach are other cities here in the county. They have their elections scheduled in March every year. So that's why it's a little bit different. There, there's city charters define that. Luckily for us, it's the same date in March. Otherwise, we'd have a lot of elections oh my gosh. going on at the same time, potentially. Um,
0: what does it cost to put on an election?
1: That is a loaded question. Depends on the election. But really, the most important – I mean, the most expensive thing are pa- people and paper, I'd say, the most expensive. And they're – with election security and everything um, cybersecurity all the it that goes into that the expenses related to the software and infrastructure and all of that is, is not those costs don't ever go down so. so
0: let so for people who are are new to our, are new to florida really they don't understand the presidential preference yeah talk a little bit about that and how that works for them and what do they do if they're an npa or an independent or not One of the two parties' voters.
1: Yeah, that's really important in this election. Florida has closed primaries, so if you moved here from somewhere where you could be "quote unquote" independent, that does not exist in Florida. Well, I guess technically it does. There is an independent party of Florida, but that's a minor party, so it's not. It's a misnomer. It's not. It's not what you think it means. Right. Um, You have to either you have to pick your favorite. You have to be a Democrat or a Republican in order to vote in, in this primary coming up. This presidential primary. There will be no other ballot style available because there's not. There's no, there's no presidential candidates on an NPA ballot or what would be a minor party ballot. We don't have those candidates in this election. So basically each state is going to have a primary or a caucus or a combination of both or some type of straw poll. Um, and usually um, it begins in January. I think some are going to have uh, their elections beginning in January through June. Each state will have their own. So each state, basically the people of each state decide which candidates are their favorite of each party. So you get Democrat candidates, Republican candidates from each state. And then those um, choices go on to the national conventions for each party. And those are represented by the delegates there who select the actual nominee for president that will be on the ballot in November. It's a bit complicated.
0: So when do our folks – so somebody's come here and they're like, oh, I'll just register to vote in February. Or what is the deadline? Because March is our, our month, isn't it?
1: March is our month. Our election is March 19th. Uh, we'll have early voting and all of that and then the deadline for registrations and party changes which is going to be really important for this so if you um if you know that you're registered without a party and you're interested in voting the deadline is the same for a new registrant and that's february 20th so, so there's you've still got time. to get out there
0: so after the mardi gras partying make sure that you are registered with one <laughs> yeah. party or another
1: right we'll get out we'll actually um have a lot of outreach. I think. This year especially because we've had such a surge in population of folks coming from other states that just have not voted yet in Florida. They just don't know. And I don't want them to be surprised when they go to vote, you know, especially coming from a state where they have open primaries and they're used to just picking the ballot they want. You can't do that in Florida.
0: Or even same-day registration. Do We We don't, do not have same-day registration, right?
1: We do not, not in Florida, because um, our state law requires that each registrant is validated to the Department of State. And if we had same-day registration, they simply just would not have enough time to do that validation process and they check the citizenship and um you know all, all of the info so february submit. 20
0: really is the number they need to keep in mind if yeah, they want to vote selection correct mm-hmm. so who's going to be on the ballot what are we talking about
1: well i wish i had some names for you but the department of state has until <laughs> december 19th to certify i know that right now just looking at the list it's preliminary yeah, yeah, but just looking at the list as i did today there's only the one democrat candidate and that's joseph biden um, and then there's a list of about nine, or sorry, nine Republicans.
0: Oh, we're down to nine. That's good. Yeah,
1: there were nine as, as of today. Now that could change. But well, it's not, it's not final.
0: I think our last one was like 16, wasn't it? It was
1: quite a few. Yes. It
0: was tremendous.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So let's talk. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about what candidates are coming up and what people should be doing and how they can get involved if they're interested in helping support the voting process. We'll be right back. Um, really blessed to have the opportunity to work with uh, their internship program. I wish when I was going through high school here in Flagler that I had the opportunity to be able to work for a tech company locally and be able to get to that experience. You know, I'm definitely am excited to be more of a part of
1: Cloud and the community. Hey, who's taking care of your air conditioner?
0: If you don't have somebody good, give me a call. My name's Kyle. I've been doing air conditioning in Flagler County for 13 years. I'm now with Quantum AC. We look forward to being your air conditioning company. If you haven't
1: had a checkup in a while, you really should
0: Call Kyle's cell phone number anytime. Hey, okay. I'm
1: Joe Wright, Quantum AC, part of the Quantum family.
0: 586-9039. I look forward to your call. 586-9039. All right, so we were just talking, how many election cycles have you done?
1: Well, this will be my fourth presidential election. Fourth
0: presidential?
1: Yes. How is that possible? Well, the first was 2012,
0: 2016,
1: oh. 2020,
0: 24. Yep. Mm-hmm. You don't look that old. I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, so we're going to talk about let 's talk about some of the the polling restrictions and rules because I know it's it's different in every state okay um, and, and we have new people that have come, they want to get involved with the parties and they want to be at the polls helping out. Mm-hmm. What are some of those basic things that they should remember when they're they're going out there?
1: Well, I think number one, be respectful um, you know i have to I do this every year i get <laughs> I get both parties together, and we talk about it because it needs to be said, you know, if you promote civility at our polling sites, you're going to have a better experience. and It's a better experience for the public. Right. So that's what I really preach to them, um, is to try to make sure that, you know, you can stand shoulder to shoulder with someone of an opposite party and just be respectful of that, you know, and as long as you're 150 feet, Outside of the entrance of the polling room, I don't have any jurisdiction outside of that. But you can't come any closer. That's so, the limit. That's what people
0: get kind of confused about. So you guys come out there that morning and you'll put um, like markers or poles or, or cones yes. at the edges of where the people can stand. And they have to stand on the outside Correct. of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when they start to scooch things in or they start to move things over, how do you kind of deal with that?
1: Well, we market um, at our... At our early voting sites, we have a uh, secret permanent type of marking uh, procedure that we use. I don't want to say it out loud on the radio. No, no, no. That's cool. (laughs) I'm I'm glad you do
0: something because, you know.
1: Yeah, but so we can tell where the cone was because it's true. I mean, we have some, you know, very juvenile acting adults out there in the world that want to move things around and get closer because they think they have an edge on whatever. Interacting
0: with voters. Right.
1: I mean, it's just – it's really – it's very immature, I think, honestly. I'm just going to say it. I, I think that's silly for us to have to, you know, we put the cone out. This is the state law. Here's your guideline. And, you know, someone moves it. And it's not something
0: you've made up. It's it's actually the state's law.
1: That is my job, to follow laws. Laws are important.
0: They are. Yeah. You know, and th- even people of the same party, we see them behaving like that. Um, you know, two candidates that are running against each other you know we'll, we'll see kind of mischief at the polls and things like that it's so is there ever a time when you have the authority to ban someone from being at the polls or no not at all you can't do that no
1: i'm not but you know unfortunately i have had to call the sheriff's office on more than one occasion whenever there's things going on out there um candidates violating what's called it's called the no solicitation zone the 150 feet from the polling entrance or it actually could also be from the uh, vote by mail dropbox outside of early voting that would be um considered the start point. So if that's a little bit further from the door, but we mark it, you know. Yeah. But if a candidate's coming through there continuously handing out things, you know, it's a violation of the law. And I I can't enforce laws because that is not my job. I hate to say that out loud. But truly, I just can't. I don't have authority in statute to arrest somebody for something. So I have to call this the um sheriff's Sheriff. office, right? And so they ha- they handle it. Um it's all I've only had to do it a handful of times. And but I you know, I warn everybody and I give training. I do I do training with the parties. Um I give them materials and uh I'll even sit down with party leadership. We talk through these things. It's in our candidate handbooks. So when someone runs for office, they have the guidelines, they have the do's and don'ts. Like don't stand it in someone's face and scream at them with a bullhorn. Oh my okay. gosh. Don't that, ha- that happens.
0: That's usually First Fridays.
1: Yeah. And don't um You know, approach vehicles, don't stop vehicles if they're driving into the parking lot, don't knock on someone's glass in their vehicle before they get out of the car on their window.
0: And that can really be uncomfortable because I know you can see when a voter will, like, actually step off the sidewalk to walk around or walk away from, Mm -hmm. you know, what they see could be, like, an aggressive or threatening situation.
1: We get complaints. It's true. And I think that, um, you know, when people come in to vote, most cases – I don't know any statistics on this. I just know – from speaking to voters and my personal experience doing this job is when people go to early voting and they go vote, they know who they're voting for. Yeah. They're not making that decision as they're getting out of their car.
0: Cause early voting is a conscious effort. You yeah. Know? They, it's not the general. They drove there. <laughs> they want, so <laughs> they're talk, there to vote. So talk about the people who are helping you out. I know you, you uh, bring in, is it volunteers or are they paid?
1: They are paid in the state of Florida. We have um, about 200 250 ish poll workers. Um, and those are people who are actually, you know, the hands and feet of democracy is how I like to say it. Um, they're there in the polling places, serving the voters. They're checking IDs. They're handing out ballots. They're assist- You know, helping people if they have questions. Of course, we don't. There's a lot of rules. We can't talk about anything partisan. Um, they actually take an oath. You know, that they will uphold wow. the laws and never do anything that would prejudice or with prejudice influence. Or to, to influence the election. Correct. So all of that. Um, and they have extensive training. And we're moving towards online training this this time for this election cycle coming up for the first time. Um, having videos. That, because the issue is, like, we do the training months in advance. And by the time of – because we have to. We have so many workers. We can right, train right. 12, 12 at a time. So we have, like, 50 classes that we do in the oh office. I know. <laughs> it's wild. But it's hands-on. They need to come in and touch the equipment and, you know, because they're going to be operating it. And they have to do – Hands-on training was never done in the past, so that's something that is I very, love. Very it you such a good job. So we do that, um, but you know the issue is they do that, and then it's a month or two before the election or before early voting, and so you know that way they can watch the video again or uh, you know re- refresh they can themselves, pressure. right? And because they you know they want to learn, and our, our we are very very fortunate in our county. We have a great community. We really do. They're very supportive of the election process. We have a lot of great team members uh, that are that serve as election workers. And, you know, they don't do it for the money. It's not a well-paid job.
0: It's a it's pride in America That's right. and what we stand for. It's, it's amazing. Civ-
1: mm-hmm. It's civic duty, yeah. And pe- then, uh, we have a lot of retired law enforcement, retired um, different government agencies. I mean, there's a federal government. A lot of retirees love love to do this because they've been doing public service for so long. It comes natural, right? They want to continue.
0: And they know how to handle a gun. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no guns in the polling place. Oh, that's right.
0: No, that, no. What is up for election?
1: What is, What is up for election?
0: Who, yeah, who's just up <laughs> for election? And talk really also talk about the amendments because I know that's something that always gets left out, left behind.
1: Well, we won't have any – I think only one has made ballot position. I don't even remember which one it is. Right now we're still in the process of checking the initiative um, – petition signatures so that those are citizens based um petitions or sorry initiatives that come from you know the people of florida come up with these ideas and they have to get their sig- uh, signatures on these petitions signed and then we check them so it, it takes about i mean, gosh what is the number now Seven hundred thousand signatures verified it's a, lot, it's, yeah. it's a ton so uh we're still in that process so i don't know which ones will be on the ballot and i, I can almost guarantee though there will be an exemption for your property property assessment tax and all that taxation.
0: I think there's like three of them. I heard that that are moving closer have gotten to the number for
1: the initiatives. Yeah, yeah. Those taxation, the property taxes, those come from the legislature. So I think that those, there's at least one already. But you're right. The the other ones are still in process. So other than amendments um, that I don't have much information on right now, uh, we do know that we'll be voting for president. And if you didn't know, I'm telling you now. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Presidential election. Okay. (laughs) Uh, U.S. Senator, U.S. Representative. So those are the federal offices on the ballot. And then we have a lot of state and multi-county. And so if you've just moved here to Florida, please start researching your your elected officials who are currently in office. And then, you know, as as time goes on, we'll hear more and more about candidates. You'll start seeing signs. But if you want to get a jump start on it, a lot of our candidates have already filed. And they have their bios and information listed on the elections office website. And so all of that is... And really, I, I read through them to make sure that they're not, you know, a, attacking other candidates or no negative stuff, okay? It really should just be a bio. Right. Your qualifications to run for office, what you're going to do, your platform, nothing negative. So if you want to just, um, you know, if you want to get kind of a jump start see what might be on the ballot or who's running, you can go on the elections office website. It's flaglerelections.gov. And uh, all the candidates are listed there.
0: So is it too late for somebody to jump into the race? No, it's not. What's the deadline for that?
1: So uh, let's see. If you want to run for a judicial office, the deadline would be a little bit sooner. That's in April. But county office and state office, state multi-county office, all of that would be in June.
0: So people really can get through the holidays, kind of relax, and then say, hey, I think I might want to do this.
1: Yeah, and uh, there's actually quite a few candidates I think have... I don't know, and not really think, but in my experience, they have filed a little bit early.
0: As I was wondering; it seems yeah. like a lot of people filed early. We have this a year. lot of candidates,
1: and I've looked at other the counties. I'm like, is this just me? Is it just me that has this many candidates? It, it seems like a lot. Yeah, and it seems like in other counties they haven't had as many yet. Yeah, we'll we'll have probably forty or fifty candidates by the end of it. Yeah,
0: that is. We're gonna have some big forums coming up. I can see this already.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. I think it's really great actually to have those forums, I and mean, we kind of had a. They were kind of missing in the past couple election cycles, unfortunately, for whatever reason. I don't know. But, yeah, I think people would attend those. It's a good idea for our residents. People call us all the time. Well, how do I get to know these these candidates? And, you know, I hate to tell them to just Google them. Yeah. Because that really is a great way. If you have never seen the name before, you know, that's a good way to do it, especially for judicial candidates. Sometimes it's tough to find information about judges, right?
0: Those are the hardest ones to mm-hmm. find.
1: Right. So, um, yeah, the forums would be great, especially because we have so many new residents.
0: So do you – are the judicials um, – are there bios on your website too?
1: Whenever they uh, – see, they're qualifying is is not until – I guess I should say this way. Most most judicial candidates haven't started filing yet. Okay. But when they do, uh, we do link to that. Yeah.
0: Man, I'll tell you what. It it just seems so early.
1: It does. Yeah. Usually they start uh, – candidates start filing in uh, January. And another thing is, I think also, um, candidates have a lot more uh, petitions to gather. So if they wanted to get a head start on the petition process, filing earlier makes more sense because now... For a countywide uh, position, you need 954 signed petitions. It's quite a wow. lot. I know.
0: So usually, I mean, I always uh, associate the home show kind of with the kickoff. Yes. You know, that's when everybody's out there. Yep. So if you guys haven't uh, listened, you know, uh, if, if you want to meet the candidates, you can check them out on the website. And make sure you, you plan to go to the home show because most of the candidates will have a booth out there mm-hmm. uh, and be interacting and talking to folks. So you have a? Do you have your team out there this year registering people? if They need it.
1: Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, we're we'll be at the home show. We're doing a lot of uh, different events. We're trying to really keep up with some of the community events. Although you know, I have a small staff, so it's, right. I don't have a team dedicated to voter outreach events, but uh, we make it work. You know, uh, but we're trying to do more because there's so many new. I just feel like the most important thing for us to focus on this this upcoming election is making sure our new residents have the information they need.
0: And there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm.
1: There really are. And it's just to see the amount of uh, new homes and new developments. And then also seeing that reflected in voter registration totals. I can tell you, we will have over a hundred thousand voters by the general election next year. Does this
0: keep you up at night? Like wanting to try to reach them and make sure you, they know what's going on.
1: Well, my background is in marketing and advertising. So I don't really, I don't really worry about it too much. It's just, you know, coming up with that plan and like what would be most effective, you know, that's yeah. what I, because you know, we, we, <laughs> I don't have uh, all of the resources in the world to make this happen. So a lot of the time, you know, like coming on your show is free. Yeah. And how many people are hearing right now, oh, my gosh, we have closed primaries in Florida? I had no idea.
0: Exactly. You
1: know, so that's one way to do it. I try to do – just make the dollar – Go as far as it can, basically, and free is the best, the best way to do it.
0: <laughs> Super quick. I know you've done, you've implemented some grants and things like that yeah. to kind of make sure we, we've got the latest and greatest. Anything new that's coming up?
1: Actually, yes, we did get a, a grant. Um, it was a federal funding grant at the state level, um, state allocated for a new audit system. Nice. So it's really great. It's a totally independent ballot counting um, system, basically that can. Uh, make sure that our tabulation results are equal to their that tabulation result. So it's like an independent uh, auditing system. I love that. It's very, very neat. I'm very excited about it.
0: So are you going to do any testing where people can kind of come through? I know you did that one time. Yeah,
1: we had an open house when we got our uh, new vote. New voting system. Um, with this, we I don't know if we're going to have enough time with an election in March. I wish I wish we could. We'll see. Maybe after that, after the March election, before the primary, would be probably give us a little bit more time. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. can see how it works. Yeah, because um, we're already starting with the preparation for elections already right now. Yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yes. I could talk
0: to you for, like another hour here. Okay, so um, if people need some <laughs> information, where can they go?
1: Um, probably the best resource is going to be the website. It's free. It's available 24-7. Uh, it's flaglerelections.gov. Um, anything you need to know there, you can change your party online. You can register to vote online. You can look up anything you need to know about the elections upcoming, um, a list of candidates, all of that. And if you need to call us, of course, we're there. We're in the office.
0: And she'll even come out and talk to you. I
1: certainly will. <laughs> you guys, uh, thanks for coming in, Katie. I
0: appreciate it. Of course. Yeah, and we want to thank Coastal Cloud, Joe Wright, and the Quantum Family of Businesses, WNZF News Radio, and Flagger News Weekly for sponsoring our show. And we'll see you next weekend.